0: Good morning everyone, it is August 30th at 8.11 in the morning and I'm feeling pretty bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. How about you all? (laughs) I wish I could hear you answer back sometimes, but I would have to do this live for that. Let's go through the passageway of doom. There we go. Ah. Really lovely out here. I uh, got to sit on the patio last night. We didn't have the monsoon rains in the afternoon, so it was really pretty evening. I'm going to use that picture for today's post. Really, um, this time of year in Santa Fe, because we get these rains, it's just um, so lush, so beautiful. All of the flowers just really start blossoming and... um, All of the natural vegetation grows up. It's um, it's just a lovely, lovely time of year. Really, this is uh, the glorious part of summer. I have my first sip here. Hmm. Had to sneak in a second sip there. I remember to mix stevia in today. Clever me. And today I have my uh, dolphin mug it's a sort of a mul- it's a silhouette of a dolphin with a sort of a caribbean sea and flowers inside the dolphin i don't know if that makes sense i got it in st thomas and it says a little paradise is good for the soul which i really do believe i think um i think sometimes we overlook the importance of of beauty of peace Of things that we would call paradise on our well-being David was reading me some stuff the other day that he had looked up about um, stuff that came out of the Greeks you know I'm sure many of you are familiar with things like the the golden rectangle and the Greek ideal of beauty and and he was talking about uh, architectural design. He was kind of looking up things about Santa Fe because he had had met a gal who asked him about uh, why the the city of Santa Fe looks so uniform, which it does. Uh, In fact, one of the things I love about the city itself is that as you're driving on the interstate past it, you almost can't see that the city is there because all of the buildings blend into the landscape. They're all the same Shades as the natural landscape. The buildings are all low for the most part. Um, And David explained that it was because of the architectural controls that for, and it was from a group, and now I'm going to be sherry of details. But he said it was quite a long time ago that this group got together and decided to create in Santa Fe a place that would be beautiful, that would be aesthetic and uplift the soul according to those ideals. And interestingly enough, um, another place that was uh, created or implemented by this same group was um, the Capitol Building and Civic Center, Civic Park in Denver, which is interesting because when I was there, um, I don't remember if Dorinda and I talked about it, but we walked, when we were there for RWA, we walked from the hotel through Civic Park uh, to the Denver Public Library. And Denver Public Library had been part of that same ideal, which I think is part of why people were really mad when they, um, when they did the update of the library and dramatically changed the design to more closely match the art museum than the Capitol and Civic Center. But we walked through that park, and there's this Wonderful place where, I mean, it does look like a Greek coliseum. Um, There's sort of an outdoor band area, and then there's a long esplanade with mirror ponds. And you can stand in the middle of this park and look in the one direction to the city and county building, which has kind of an arc that mimics the circle of the park. And then you can look the other direction to the steps of the Capitol building with the gold dome. And it's a very beautiful Capitol building. And I know on one of those steps there is a plaque that says that it's exactly a mile high there. Uh, that's the name, of the Mile High City, five thousand and two, two hundred and eighty feet. If you stand on that particular step. So I was giving uh, Dorinda kind of my remembered, remembered tour from elementary school. You know when they drag us to all of those city uh, well, landmarks because I grew up in Denver. And, But it was really remarkable to stand there and take in that view. And it does do something to uplift the soul, to uplift the mind and spirit. And I think that in this this age of kind of relentless capitalism, of commercialism, of marketing, of trying to influence people with ads on the Internet... I think all of these things have kind of, I'm trying to think of the word I want, deflated, and I don't think deflated is right, minimized, minimized the ideal of beauty to the point where it's almost a silly thing to say, Uh, as if beauty is no longer a worthwhile value. Um, similar to love in some ways Where, you know, it's there's a certain set that you imagine Greeting comments like that with a snigger in their voice And yet, love and beauty are those things that Make life worth living, right? I mean, that's what, what makes the difficult times worthwhile Hello, Hummer Yeah, I'm back out here Back in the Grape Arbor today. Yeah. She's looking nice and plump. Yes, I'm talking to you. (laughs) When we got back the other day, their feeders were empty and I had to fill them up right away. They were happy. Happy birds. This one out back doesn't get competed for nearly as much as the ones out front do now she's sitting up in the crabapple tree in the sun floofing her feathers and (laughs) grooming a little bit enjoying the sunshine because the sun's up on the high part of the tree, hasn't quite come over the wall where I'm sitting yet so I think it's good to embrace beauty to embrace those things that bring us that sense of paradise and serenity i think that's that feeling of the soul being uplifted rather than being crushed you know if you think of the things that make you feel crushed you know things like bills and the commute and people being angry and obnoxious Uh, This is the antidote to all of that. Speaking of the internet, you'll need an antidote after this. I was reading yesterday that it's been established that Yahoo, if you had an email account with Yahoo, which I have had, ironically enough, I've had it for basically my spam email for all of the shopping sites. And it turns out that Yahoo has been mining all of those emails for information to sell to advertisers. So they look at the receipts to see what information we get in there and use it to uh, market to us. Isn't that charming? Apparently Gmail does not do this. But this is why Amazon... Changed their email receipts and my Amazon stuff goes to my Yahoo email, which I need to change. I'm probably going to just have to go in and change that now, even though Amazon did change their email receipts to not include any information about the product, which I find interesting uh, because they knew Yahoo was data mining this. You know, it's uh, all of this stuff. I mean, I guess we knew in the early days of the internet that nothing we put online would be private, and we knew that they would be, you know, eager to mine all of this information. But finding out the degree to which they have mined information in order to market to us, um, you know, this relentless effort to sell things to us is just unreal. You know, and I say this as someone who, you know, I find myself in a difficult position as an author because I need to market my books in order to, pay, you know, pay those crushing bills, right? Um, you know, so, but I learned a long time ago that there's a big difference between letting people know that you have something that they might want and Which is, um, I don't know, uh, it's a pulling. I think Nathan Lowell would call it more of a pulling marketing. Um, it's It's an offering. To me, it's like saying, hey, I have this thing. And if you like it, here's where you can have it. As opposed to advertising which, you know, like the whole Madman thing, um, Madman thing, I guess, the TV show about the advertising agencies in the 60s. You know, they really developed this technique of basically trying to influence people's thinking. And so what advertising does is advertising first convinces you that you have a problem. And then offers you the solution to it. So that kind of approach is not saying, here's this thing that I have. I'm letting you know about it. And if you like it, if you think you'd like it, you know, here's where you can get it. Instead saying, oh, you have a problem. You have a problem because you do not have this thing. And boy you need this thing to solve this problem that you didn't even know you had until five minutes ago, you know. And and I can certainly see that influence. Um, they also, you know, I talked the other day about um, subconscious. And one of the things about I'm, I'm sort of going to wind around. Hopefully I'll pull it all together. One of the things about being around beauty, this uplifting of the soul, is that it feeds into the subconscious. It feeds images of beauty into the subconscious, which makes the subconscious bring beauty back out. Brings You, know, you add in positivity, you get positivity back out. Uh, Pavlova talked about how at the Russian ballet at the schools that they were constantly surrounded by beauty, that um, everything they touched was of the finest quality. You know, their bed sheets were gorgeous quality, and they were surrounded by beautiful art, and they were given food that was aesthetically pleasing and also delicious and nutritious, so that everything, they they were saturated in beauty and So that that way they would produce beauty. And the marketing stuff, what it's doing is it's feeding problems into your subconscious. And they're working on a subconscious level so that, you know, I hear people say all the time, Oh, I just ignore advertising. It doesn't affect me. And the thing is, is even if you're very, very aware, even if you're consciously aware of the advertising tricks, you are still being influenced self subconsciously. There's, there is no ignoring the subconscious doesn't ignore things. The subconscious isn't capable of ignoring things. It simply absorbs. That's what the, uh, that's what the subconscious does consciously you could ignore things. And so you might think that you're consciously ignoring an ad. Sure. But your subconscious is still drinking it in. So, when you get all of these suggestions from um, advertising that you have problems, that you have problems that need solving, then <laughs> you, you absorb that idea and, and you start thinking you have all of these problems. You know, you... Well, I don't want to dwell on it over much, but I can really... It's, the difference is market to me when I'm in cities and I realize what a barrage of advertising there is all the time. Um, Where I live, especially out in the country, um, with Santa Fe's rules against uh, big signs and any kind of marketing, you know, like billboards and all of those things are illegal. No neon signs, no, no signs bigger than a certain size. They can't be higher than a certain size. So when I'm in other places, I become really aware of how how dense they are, how that barrage of advertising you know on buses and billboards and building sites and all of these things, and the internet is like that too. I saw something not long ago about how much faster websites would load without the advertising on them, and it was something like it would take a a tenth as long for them to load with all out all of those ads and i think it's even slower if you're like me and you have uh, various services to suppress the ads um, you know i facebook i try not to use so much but i use facebook purity to suppress sponsored posts and ads and that's great, great. and i use hitman pro to keep uh, ads from tracking and spyware from my computer and now I'm going to have to get rid of my Yahoo email, which is um, eh, annoying, but so it goes. But at least I have my my beautiful garden. I'll take some more pictures of the flowers for you all. So there's no advertising back here. And I think that's part of the, the uplifting of the soul is the... Uh, you know, very much choosing what you look at, what you take in, what you think about. And I I weave that into my books. Um, the Earls of the Heart is going to have a little bit different stuff in it about mental influence. For those of you who have been following the series, you know about dare and how they use their mind magic to influence people. And I've gone into that in a great deal more detail. Um, partly because we're hitting the culmination of the story, which will not be in this book. I'm trying to warn everyone. this It's not going to all wrap up in this book. Um, but this book is setting up the final conflict, which I will resolve in the next book. Um, but it's very interesting that it's um, Karin is the one who has been going through all of this I'm kind of back to uh she's she's an everywoman again uh like Daphne in some ways only Karen doesn't have even Daphne's um, intelligence her linguistic skills and knowledge and so it's interesting that Karen is the one who really in some ways is uh well, it's very interesting to see the change that she goes through because she's really um yeah, thrown into the deep end, and she's the one who has to do some pretty big things. I'm trying not to spoiler it, but the book's coming along quite well. I shouldn't jinx it, but uh, I think I think I'll be. I'm on the the downhill run, I'm coming up on the the Act Three climax now, and. Uh, And then there will be a fair amount of wrap up, but yeah, I think it's um, yeah, you know, it's interesting how each book is so different. Um, This book is very different in tone and action level than than Zinda's book was, than The Shift of the Tide. Um, You know, I, I love them all, but people always ask me which is my favorite, and I say pretty much the one that I'm working on. (laughs) <laughs> Which is fair, right? I mean, that's... I think Corrine said that's what you need to do in order to... Uh, write to... You know, when I say my favorite heroes, whichever one I'm writing, you know, that's what I have to do in order to love them. So... Um, well, it's supposed to be rainy on Saturday, so I shouldn't mind working over the weekend. I that—that's good... What, four days off? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I'm still feeling pretty pretty full of vigour. I should be able to push through and finish this. All right. I'm going to end it up there. Go make one more London fog and get to work on. Thank you for sharing my first hot beverage of the morning. Hopefully I get to go back to coffee soon. Although the London fog just feels so good on my stomach. (laughs) It's amazing. Amazing what a difference that makes. Uh, But I hope that you all have a wonderful day. I hope that you find a little piece of paradise. um, Some beauty to uplift your soul. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.